Broncos podcast on this wonderful Wednesday. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. And before we hop into the show, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. Over at MSU Denver Online, they provide affordable classes that you can take at your own pace, whether you want to take one class, two classes, or you want to take an entire uh, semester to in order to get a degree, you can do that over at MSU Denver Online. And the big thing about this is you don't have to stop your life. You can continue to work while doing these classes and earning a degree, which is so important for so many of us, especially in uncertain times like we're in now. So check them out and see everything they have going on over at MSU Denver Online. My boy, Mace, how's it going today? Hanging in there. Ready to have a little Q Aaron discussion. Mm, hanging in there. I mean, that's just that's how yesterday started, and I'm ready to boost you up, Mace. That's okay. I don't need a boost. I'm fine. <laughs> I mean... Uh, you, you 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 just boost yourself. I'm good. I'm I I'm not. I'm staying on the even keel. All right. Mm. Uh, the boost means up, but then there's a crash. It's like when you have a five hour energy. <laughs> you know they say no crash later. That's bull. You have five hours later. You have a crash. Unless you I, just keep taking it. Right. I'm not interested in the seismograph during an earthquake. I'm interested in just staying on the level. Well, man, I gotta mm. tell you what, Mace. These mm-hmm. quarterbacks this off season have us going up and down, up and down. I mean, yesterday. We're talking about Kyler Murray potentially joining mm-hmm. the Broncos. Today, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers potentially joining mm-hmm. the Broncos. And this is something that we've talked about for a long time. Uh, we've talked about it so much last offseason. Of course, there was reason for it. And today, there's more reason for it. Aaron Rodgers is down at Phoenix at the Waste mm-hmm. Management Phoenix Open. Mm-hmm. And he was warming up today. And uh, we had some intel about what happened down there. Yeah, here, let's play the clip of Aaron Rodgers warming up down there today. All right, he's taking some practice swings, getting going. Look at that flow he's got going on on the golf course. It's pretty impressive. You typically don't see that on a golf course. I don't care. What kind of quarterback is he? Yeah, here, do do we have sound on it, too? So anyways, what what happens in this clip, Mace, is Aaron Rodgers takes a couple practice swings, and then right when he's done and walking off, even though he's in Phoenix, remember, we hear a bunch of Broncos fans saying, come to Denver, Aaron, come to Denver, Aaron. And you can find that whole clip on DNVR Broncos Twitter. And what he says after, he says, we'll see. Aaron Rodgers leaving the door open, maybe opening the door to come to Denver. What is Aaron Rodgers doing, Mace? Is this a sign to the Broncos? Okay, he's not a parent, but I am a parent. (laughs) And here's the thing. Like, if my daughter is asking for something and I think it's 
it might be beyond the uh, uh, beyond the realm of uh, normal requests. As a parent, I say we'll see. <laughs> and actually, from me, we'll see means probably no. Mm, so that, like you said, that's that's a parent's mentality, and I like hearing yeah. that because I'm not a parent. But like you said, Aaron Rodgers not a parent either, and so I'm not a parent. When I say we'll see, let's say to uh, to my fiance or a friend or something. I'm doing the opposite. I'm leaving the door open for that to happen. I just don't want to commit to that right away. Maybe it's a lack of commitment issues that I have or something like that. But maybe Aaron's saying we'll see in a way of uh, the opposite. Maybe he's saying we'll see by leaving that door open and saying to George Payton, come get me. You know what? I think we're chasing a breadcrumb here that means absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, I'm I, sorry. And I know like you, you're kind of going crazy. You're kind of, you know, all in with this and I get that, but when we'll see, and I'm like, are we really going to overreact to this? Here's the thing mm-hmm. though. And, 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 in all seriousness, uh, or all, all joking and fun aside, mm-hmm. why the, and this is something that I truly can't get over. Why the heck? Would Aaron Rodgers be messing around with the Green Bay Packers like this? If he was going to stay, and in the next few weeks, we know he's going to make a decision. If he was going to stay with the Green Bay Packers, why would he be doing this? Last year, he messed with them enough and 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 proved a point that I want things done my way. It appears Kyler Murray's doing that exact same thing with the Arizona Cardinals this offseason. He's sending a message. Aaron Rodgers sent that message last year uh, over and over and over again and uh, why would he be doing that again if he's just going to go back there why would he be riling up the fan base uh you know probably scaring his teammates scaring the organization pissing people off in that building I don't think he's thinking about that I think he's thinking about the in that case you have Broncos fans saying come to the Broncos okay I think he's thinking about them and wants to you know, say whatever it is that maybe makes him makes him feel good without committing. And I think it's possible he hasn't even made up his mind yet. That he's still in the process of this of of weighing everything and deciding. But if he hasn't made up his mind to go back to the team who was the number one seed in the NFC last year and that had so much success and he's had so much success with personally back to back MVPs likely and as a team why why is he doing this? Because the con- because that contract that he has dictates a very complicated restructure. And not just for him but for purposes of you know getting the guys that he wants back. He wants to keep playing with DeVonte Adams. He wants to keep playing with Marquez Valdez Scantley. So if you're Green Bay and you're trying to create a restructure, it's not just a restructure that's going to satisfy Aaron Rodgers, but also allow you to get those players in while also getting your draft picks in. So the the financial realities of this dictate that if he is coming back to Green Bay, it's not something that can be done at the snap of a finger. I think it's very possible that at that point, at this point today, here, what is today, the 9th of February? Yep. He does not know. So what do what you think? Do. What do you think he wants from Green Bay? Because it's for the the idea I'm getting from you is that he ideally wants to go back to Green Bay, but he wants a few things to happen. Is that correct? He wants to make sure that, at, in particular, Adams and Valdez Scantling are back. Okay, and how does that happen? Because we know they are in a nightmare yeah. situation over in Green Bay with the cap. I believe they're what forty five million dollars right. below the cap. Or That's a, without a, above the cap. Above the cap. Above the cap? I think they're below. 
Or, or yeah, above no, the cap. Above yes, the ca- yes. They, yeah, they're, they're in, in the they're in the red. Exactly. They, so they're, they're, they're they have a- negative cap money. Yeah. That is with a huge salary cap from Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. but that's without Devontae Adams on mm-hmm. the books. Right. And so it's not just his restructure. It's also other restructures. It's also for at for for Rodgers putting together a contract that will will have the cap hits spread out of uh, spread out effectively and appropriately to where they can have him now, have him later. It's probably an acknowledgement that when Aaron Rodgers retires, if he comes back to Green Bay, they're going to have a year that they have to write off. Okay, so just you have like to, the Saints this year. But you'll have to you'll have to structure Adams's contract the same way. And I think right now, if he's thinking about coming back to Green Bay, the process of figuring out how the Packers can satisfy what he would want personnel-wise around him with their cap situation, it's going to take a feat of cap intrepidity that exceeds even what the New Orleans Saints pulled off in recent years to try to keep that team together for as long as Drew Brees kept going and going. As we see today, the bill is due on the Saints, and it's why the Saints might be best served by simply wiping the slate clean, telling Dennis Allen, all right, whatever happens this year happens. We're going to write off this year, maybe be in position to get a quarterback at the top of next year's draft. Green Bay, if they are tra- if they are trying to get Aaron Rodgers back, it is about figuring all these things out, and it's complicated because it does involve multiple contracts. Other guys will have to take restructures. Uh, Again, they'll, they'll get the same amount of cash. They might even get more guaranteed down the line, but they've got it. But they got to restructure where things are cap, cap wise. One thing that is clear: if Green Bay wants to emphasize cold hard cash as an incentive to get people to restructure, to guarantee that and put in escrow, this is something that Green Bay can very easily do. The Packers are a cash rich franchise. Even after the pandemic, they are still sitting on a cash reservoir of 400 plus million dollars. So That's a lot of money? Yes, the Packers have as an organization the financial flexibility and the revenue streams from multiple areas because Lambeau Field is basically not an amusement park but it is a destination, it is a tourist attraction, it is a pil- it is a place of pilgrimage for for Packer Nation. They have access to revenue streams that ensure that if they dive deep into their reserve fund, they'll be able to replenish that quickly. And so that's where you start. If you start going to players and saying, "All right, let's rest- let's restructure the con- this contract a little bit," you get the cap number reduced. You give them more cash. But to make this work and to stuff and to stuff basically a hundred pounds into a fifty-pound bag, it's not something that you can do in one day or even one week because you have potentially, if you're talking about multiple restructures, you're potentially talking about anywhere from 10 to 12 contracts that you have to work on here if you're going to get Aaron Rodgers in there. Well, time is ticking. What What's Green Bay doing right now? Because Aaron Rodgers said he wants to make the decision before the Packers have to decide on mm. the franchise tag with right. Devontae Adams, which they have about one month to do. That window opens up in a couple of weeks, and then it closes in a, just about a month from now. So what's Green Bay doing? Like you said, it's not just one guy they have to work on. It's about 10 to 12 guys, and and it seems like the one guy Aaron Rodgers really wants to play with is Devontae Adams. That's his one guy. Bring Devontae Adams to Denver. Tell tell Aaron Rodgers, when we bring you here, 
we're going to give Devontae Adams, your guy, a massive contract. And, oh, by the way, one thing that you absolutely hated the past few years about the Green Bay Packers is they never invested in tight ends and running backs. I guess they did running back a little bit uh, and wide receivers outside of Devontae Adams. You say, okay, not only are we going to get you your guy, Devontae Adams, pay him, what, $20, 25000000 million, $27 million to match DeAndre Hopkins as the highest-paid receiver, but then we're going to have uh, probably – maybe all of these guys, but one, a second-round pick who's a pro bowler in Cortland Sutton, a first-round pick in Jerry Judy, uh, who who is still looking like a first-round pick in some people's eyes, a first-round tight end in Noah Fant, and Alberto, who looks very promising. Oh, by the way, K.J. Hamler as a second-round pick. Look, Aaron, we've invested in so many of these weapons that you have wanted. And by the way, we have Javante Williams. And you want Melvin Gordon back too? It really seems like Melvin Gordon wants to be a Denver Bronco. We could probably bring him back uh, on a relatively friendly deal. So why would Aaron, if he just wants to play with Devontae Adams, why, would, why wouldn't he say, maybe I'm open to, to other places? He might be. He's probably open. I think he's considering everything right now. Well, then I that will see just, is I, opening I just, the door is leaving the door open for the Broncos. I think Will C is just completely non-committal. Like that that's a man who hasn't decided what he wants to do. That's a man who hasn't decided if he wants to go the Tom Brady Peyton Manning route and go somewhere else or if he wants to be the guy who plays his entire career in one place. I and mean, even even Peyton Manning would has said that while he loves the fact that he came to the Broncos that there's always a part of him that wishes he was he'd been able to spend his career with one team, mm-hmm. and that he kind of envies Eli Manning because he was a New York Giant, and that was it. Yeah. Now speaking of Peyton, could you ever imagine Peyton at a golf tournament? Which he's a golfer. He's he's been in some tournaments under contract with the Denver Broncos or the Indianapolis Colts. And he's healthy, no issues going on, except for drama he stirred up himself, which, by the way, Peyton doesn't do. And fans are screaming, come to the Chiefs, uh, c- come to the Colts, come come to uh, the, the Ravens. Could you imagine him saying, we'll see? No, I think he would laugh, keep his mouth shut, or he would, or he would brush it off completely. You don't do this if you're a franchise quarterback for a franchise that you're under contract with. If there's not a part of you, I think that's you're okay with Sorry, leaving. Zach. I think you're making way too much of that. So you think because Pey- he, you think Peyton he, Manning no, no. would say that? You I think Peyton Manning would say, "We'll if, see." If Peyton Manning had said at the end of the season that he was weighing his options, if he'd already put that on the table, yes. I think he would. But my question is, but, but Peyton the thing doesn't is Peyton do did, that. But Peyton didn't say at the end of the season that he was weighing his options. In fact, after he the year that he missed because of a neck injury, he was saying that he wanted to stay with the Colts. Exactly, because he, he was he under hoped contract. It, he hoped it would work out, but he already put that out there. And Rodgers already put that out there that he was weighing options, including retirement. Mm-hmm. So... The best way to, in that moment, spur of the, again, it's a spur of the moment response. I, off, I don't spur of think the moment, Aaron off, Rodgers off the, does spur of the moment things. Spur of I the think. moment, off, off the cuff. And I think you say, in that moment, I think you say the thing that is non-committal and gives the, the, the piece of cheese to the people who are right there, and that's it. I, he, I, he, I think you, I'm sorry, Zach, I think you are making way too much of this. Wouldn't he be giving the, uh, the cheese to the Packers fans? But if instead, they, he's giving if the he, cheese if the, pa- to the Broncos if the, if the pa- What if the Packer fans were there? 
What I mean, there, who, I don't think there were. It was all saying come to Denver. It well, wasn't staying Green how do we Bay. know? Yeah, I mean, maybe the Packer fans will be there tomorrow. I mean, I, well, you, yeah, you got to go check we're, out we're the jump. video. All, all yeah. you hear is come to Denver, come to Denver. Yeah, there's. It's a. I'm sorry. I think that video is a nothing burger. So I think, one, I think there. I think there's nothing there except that he, this is a guy who is thinking about what path he wants to take, and he may not have made up his mind yet. So here's one of the things that, that you keep saying is non-committal, and I agree. Yeah. He, he is non-committal to the Broncos, to uh, the Green Bay Packers, to any team to right even now. Even playing to, exactly. He is. He is non-committal, but. This reminds me of a relationship analogy. It's like you're engaged to a girl for how long's Aaron Rodgers been there? Fifteen years. This was his seventeenth. Seventeen years. You've been dating a girl for seventeen years, and she's like, "All right, when it, when you get in the ring," and you're just like, "We'll see. Is it gonna happen? We'll see. Are you gonna date that other girl? We'll see." Wait, excuse me, what? What? That can't can make you feel good if you're that other person. So why do you if you're feel- the if you're the Packers if if you are Packers fans that 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 makes you feel like wait 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 we'll see. Why should Broncos fans feel good about we'll see? Why should Broncos fans? Because this guy's in a committed relationship to someone else, and he's saying, uh, "Am I going to be with you?" Oh, we'll see. Well, Th- that gives you hope if if you're this outside person in the relationship do, wanting to date that other person. Do committed relationships typically come with a clause in the contract that effectively states that the entire contract has to be renegotiated, restructured for that person to stay in the relationship? Uh, that's like that's like one of the people saying, because- uh, "Let's give it one more year," and 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 that person's like, "Wait." Wait, wait, one more year until I decide if I want to be with you the rest of my life. It, it definitely it is non-committal, and if he is non-committal, I think it's a bigger deal that he's non-committal to the Packers right now. He was I think non- that's a huge. He deal. was non-committal when he did his press conference right after they lost the 49ers. And I think that's a big deal. And he said he was considering all the options. So I don't really see what's changed between now and then. I, I don't. I, I don't see that this is a. I, I. I think everyone's going crazy over something that basically it's like it's status quo. Nothing. Nothing has changed from that moment right after they lost the 49ers. So why is this news? Well, I think. I think. Uh, I think there's more reason behind this just besides this one comment. And I want to dive into that and get your take on something. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. We're about to talk betting odds on Aaron Rodgers. And one thing you can bet on is everything over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And to celebrate Super Bowl 56, they're giving you 56 to 1 odds on the Super Bowl this week. All you have to do is pick one team to win, either the Bengals uh, or the Rams. And if that team wins and you bet $5 on them, you win $280 in free bets. That is $280 in free bets in your account right away, which you can then use on anything after that. So make sure to check them out. Use the code DNVR when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook and download the top-rated Sportsbook app to use that. They've got also so many awesome Super Bowl bets and props going on, uh, from fun ones to, to combining so many parlays. It is a blast over there. So check it all out and use that code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Colorado-only. New customers-only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to tell you about us, tell you about the DNVR bar. Come on down here to the DNVR bar for the big game watch party, or as we're calling it, the Supreme Cup. That's a little different, Supreme Cup. I love it. A little creativity there. It, It is creative, except the thing is the trophy isn't a cup. 
It, uh, you're right. Maybe it should be used as the Supreme Trophy. Oh, the Super Bowl isn't, isn't a bowl. No, not a literal bowl, but you get a Lombardi Trophy. So that's why, like, I, like, Wait, if, what? It, no, 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 but, 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 but there's no, the trophy isn't a cup. But the Super that Bowl is, isn't a bowl either. You don't get a bowl. No, but that, you don't get a Rose Bowl when you, when you, you get a trophy when you win the Rose Bowl, right? I'm just not saying it, it, it's not like you get the Super Bowl yeah. at the Super Bowl. The only so bowl, yeah, I don't think the, the Supreme the, Cup is The only, like, you get, an, you get a bowl of orange with, that's got oranges if you win the orange bowl. That's the trophy. But, like, the Sugar Bowl, for example, you get a trophy. There's, there's no bowl involved. It actually looks something more like, a, like something you'd see at a tea server or something. But anyway, mm-hmm. Supreme Cup, Supreme Bowl, Supreme Trophy, whatever. Whatever you call it, that's what's going to be on the line on Sunday. And you can come on down to the DMVR bar and, and join the watch party. You're going to have giveaways. We're going to have specials on drinks. Of course, if you're a DMVR member, you get a big beer for the price of a small beer. You can get a discount on merchandise as well. You can get that turkey club sandwich that I like. You can get the chicken sandwich that RK likes. So check it all out at the DMVR bar. And you also have to check out our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. There's no better time to get yourself a Breckenridge Brewery or six-pack or 12-pack than on Super Sunday. And if your friends haven't experienced Breckenridge Brewery, now is the time. Get that sampler pack. You can get so many different things. And I think Sunday is going to be in every single beer type of day because I think it's going to be just warm enough where you can have a strawberry sky. It's going to be just cool enough where you can have a hot peak IPA. And if you're in Colorado, make sure to come to the DNVR bar for that. We have all the Breckenridge beers on tap. Get a member size beer, which is a 22 ounce beer for the price of a 16 ounce beer. And on top of that, if you're not in Colorado or you're not able to make it to the bar, go to the Breck beer locator to find all the Breckenridge beer closest to you so you can have it for the big game. All right, Mace, let's jump back into this conversation because you're saying I'm stretching this one thing uh, too far. That's that's your opinion. That's fine. I don't think I am. But there's been other things as well. And one of the things is, speaking of, of betting and odds, there's been some, uh, so, some Vegas odds makers out there that have put the Broncos as extreme heavy favorites to land Aaron Rodgers. I believe I saw one yesterday that had the Broncos as minus 150 for Aaron Rodgers to be a Bronco next year. Uh, I know DraftKings had it up for like an hour before they took it down a week ago, and I think they had very similar odds as well. So what do they know that we don't? Or are they just buying the juice that, that, that I'm drinking and you're just simply not? I thought I saw one that I saw recently still had the Packers as a favorite. Okay, so it's ju- it's just reacting to where the action's going, right? That's that's all. I, I I don't put too much stock in what Vegas says on this. So then you said, uh, oh, and there was one more thing that happened: the Denver Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, yeah. to be their coach. They've hired other Green Bay Packers coaches to join their staff. I believe you said right before the Broncos hired uh, Nathaniel Hackett that if they get Nathaniel Hackett, you would put the odds of Aaron Rodgers being a Bronco at 15%. It kind of feels like you're still right around there. It's about a 15% chance he becomes a Bronco. I'd say 25. 25? Okay, so why why have the odds gone up? I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't thinking that day. I don't. You know, the thing is, Zach, I don't put any thought into percentages and odds of a gambling thing. That's just not my. No, I, I'm just, I'm just That's, asking I, in general. Yeah, what, why, why where 15, are you at right I don't now? Twenty five. Twenty five percent. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I. That's. I mean, I cover the team. I'm. Not, I'm not a prognostic. I'm not a prognosticator, Zach. I don't know what the odds are. That's for other people to make. Might he come to Denver? He might. He might not. 
I, but 15, 25, who gives a crap? Well, I, I just want to see where you're at right now because right now I'm at like 49% Good. that he becomes a Denver Bronco. I think it's like 51% he stays with the Green Bay Packers. But I think what's happened over this past month has made it where it's not going to be a competition. If Aaron Rodgers tells the Packers, I want to leave, I think he's going to go to the Denver Broncos. I think the Denver Broncos would be the heavy favorite here. I'm not saying he's 90% chance to become a Bronco, but I think it's that close where he he's either going to stay with the Packers or if he leaves, he is going to stay or he is going to become a Denver Bronco. Okay, fine. You Do you think it's a closer you, – you think there's going to be other teams involved where it makes it – not as much of a guarantee. I think if there's one thing, you're trying to read tea leaves here, the fact that you saw Mike Tomlin so interested in quarterbacks last week in Mobile maybe makes you think the Steelers are out of the, the conversation. Mm. And that's a team that could have left in. I mean, I, th- I think the, there, are, there are three likely possibilities. Packers, Broncos, retirement. Okay, okay. I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything else really viable at this moment Mm. there's nobody there's no indication that anybody else is putting pieces together you know for example the Raiders were considered a possibility for a while is Aaron Rodgers going to want to play for Josh McDaniels I would suspect not Uh, I wouldn't those personalities I think would be pretty tough together okay Luke Getze goes to Chicago well Chicago's got Justin Fields they're not going to trade for Aaron Rodgers they're the people there in Chicago were hired because they want to maximize Justin Fields. And on top of that, so that so, in the so, division trade probably right, wouldn't exactly. Happen. The Packers would never do that. They only want to trade him in the conference if all if if things are ideal, right? Yep. So that basically brings it down to Broncos, Steelers, or retirement. I would actually say that retirement may be a greater possibility than most people think. Okay. Because he does strike me right you know, as as someone who wants to move on with with whatever whatever his life is. The thing that works against that is I do not believe Aaron Rodgers wants to be in the same Hall of Fame class as Tom Brady. So that's <laughs> why not. it's a possibility, but I don't think it's a great possibility. Which brings it down brings it down to Green Bay and Denver, and then it's do, do, does he want does he want to start over? And that, that, here's another thing: he would have Devontae Adams, but you talk about like all the receiving targets. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers wants to start over. Like, for example, I think he would rather work with Marquez Valdez-Scantling, with whom he has some chemistry, than maybe a Tim Patrick or a Cortland Sutton. So all of a sudden, if he says, oh, I don't just want Devontae Adams back, I want MVS in the room, then you're probably trying trying to trade another receiver as it is. I think if you trade for Aaron Rodgers, Jerry Judy, I would expect, is gone. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to want the Green Bay is going to want something of value. Are you then if they if Aaron says okay I want MVS in here? Well then are you trading another receiver? Maybe one of the guys that you just resigned? Yeah, because you're Patrick. Try- yeah, because you're you're trying to squeeze him in, and there's only so, there's only so much to go around here, right? Right. MVS isn't going to want to be the number four receiver if he comes to Green Bay to Denver. Pardon me, with Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers isn't going to want him to be the number four receiver. He's gonna want to, He's gonna want him out there. He's gonna want Devonte Adams out there. So, are you okay with Devonte Adams, Scantley, and Cortland Sutton? I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that with Tim Patrick as well. If and I think Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, it's one or the other in that instance. 
Yeah, and, and that's fair to me. Even though you just re-signed him. And my guess is it would probably be Cortland Sutton because we know how George Payton feels about Cortland Sutton. He loves Cortland His Sutton. His son loves Cortland Sutton. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to be George Payton having to go home and explain to his kid why he traded the guy that he just re-signed who happens to be, the, you know, the young lad's favorite player, right? Yep. That would be a, I mean, but you can't make decisions based on that if you're GM. You make decisions based on what's prudent. And the other thing also is, with all respect to Cortland Sutton, I think Tim Patrick, if you have, if if Aaron said, I want M- MVS, I want Devontae Adams, if Tim, if, if, if Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton were on the trade market, believe it or not, because it's less on the contract and because he's coming off a better season, I think you could actually have a better chance of maximizing what you'd get in return for Patrick than for Sutton. That's fair. Because Sutton's coming off the, a year that, uh, not his worst, but probably his most disappointing. So do you think if the Broncos do land Cortland Sutton, that it's not just Devontae or, Adams? Or, or, or Aaron land, land Aaron Rodgers. That it's not just Devontae Adams coming to Denver. It's also another one of his Green Bay receivers. I could absolutely see that, yes. Do you think that In particular, would be something, the indications are that it'd be MVS. Do you think that's something that Aaron Rodgers would demand? I think he would make it very clear that there are guys that he has chemistry with and he fe- and that he would say, look, our chances of success are going to be greater if we have some guys in here that I've worked with. I mean, just look at the Super Bowl right now. What's a big reason why the Bengals are there? Because when Jamar Chase walked in, he already had chemistry with Joe Burrow. They weren't starting from zero. They were starting from up here because of what they did at LSU. And then... You see it right right from the jump, right from week one. He's making big plays. He, they're on the same page. Burrow's anticipating how Jamar Chase is going to break. Any great quarterback will tell you that doesn't happen overnight. That takes years of work to get there. Like Peyton Manning said it when, it, when he was here. He didn't think that he'd really get the, the real good timing that he wanted with his receiving targets until the second year. The first year was about about kind of feeling out what they did best. So, and indeed, the Broncos offense, very good in that first season, 2013 historic. Big part of that was the timing was there. They had a year under their belt. So if Rodgers comes in and says, look, we can get up to speed faster as an offense if we have these guys, and Hackett will probably concur, having been in Green Bay, having seen it on a day-to-day basis, then I think you do have maybe more changes coming to the pass catching compliment. How good is this team if they get Aaron Rodgers, they trade Jerry Judy, and mm-hmm. they get Devontae Adams? And that could that could cost all of that could spend all of their money that they have mm-hmm. in free age or in salary cap. So it's this team right now without Judy, with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. How good is this team? Well, don't forget also you're saying not resign other guys, so you're without Bryce Callahan. Yep. You're without Kareem Jackson. Yep. Uh, you're figuring out something at inside linebacker, perhaps Baron Browning and Jonas Griffith, right? It's, it's probably uh, yeah. yeah, cheap the cheap route. Yeah, you're not you're not. Maybe you're re-signing Josie Jewell on a value deal, and you're coming off the injury. You're figuring out a way to and, get and, Bobby Massey at right tackle, right? Because he's going to be cheap, too. right? Because you're probably not going to be able to find a because of what you sacrifice in draft capital, which could be your first three picks in this draft, you're not going to be able to find a plug-and-play replacement at right tackle. So it probably is going to be Massey coming back on the Aaron Rodgers slash hometown discount. 
Mm-hmm. And do you get Melvin Gordon back? Again, it, it seems like he wants to be a he, Bronco It very seems much like so. he would take less to come back. And that's where, if you do get Aaron Rodgers, how you fill holes changes. It Kind of like when Peyton Manning was here. You could kind of fill some late opening holes with guys who are willing to take a little bit less because they wanted to be on the train. Or, you know, guys who even were unsigned into August. Think Evan Mathis. Think Keith Brooking back in 2012 coming in at middle linebacker. You were able to find guys to kind of patch those holes on the fly who are willing to take relative discount contracts. I mean, remember how every year it seemed like there was a parade of different veterans coming in? Mm-hmm. Like the first that were usually one, maybe two-year guys. You think of just to fill holes. You think of Brookie. Uh, Dan Copen, the Broncos, bring in from New England. They bring in Jim Leonard as basically as a sixth defensive back. Uh, some didn't work. Quentin Jammer didn't really work out as a corner. But they keep, they, they keep bringing those kind of veterans in Evan Mathis might have been the best of that bunch, but that's how you end up filling holes from year to year is just just like that. Players right. that you know have lingered on the market because they're getting into their 30s, but hey, oh, one last maybe I maybe I'm going to retire, but one last go around with a team that's that's got Aaron Rodgers and is contending, I get a chance to maybe put a ring on my finger. Right. All of a sudden, that's the pool you're drawing from. Yep. Rather than uh to, to, but you're going kind of year to year. Mm-hmm. And so literally, right tackle, I know this may sound crazy, right tackle may become a turnstile with a different guy every year it, as you fill in because you might not be able to spend the big money to patch to ever patch that hole. You might be looking for more one-year solutions there and at other spots on the roster. But that's how, But you look at how the, the Patriots with Tom Brady, how many guys would come in there for a year. You look at the Broncos with Peyton Manning, how many guys were here for a year, maybe two years. That's that's okay. That's workable. The Rams are kind of figuring that out too. You know, yep. oh, oh, let's let's bring Eric Weddle back for a few weeks, right? That's how you your 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 style of roster construction changes. Mm-hmm. So, but that and that means you're solving problems. You're, you're, it's almost like you're you're a pl- airplane, and you you have the maintenance while you're in flight. Right. It's you're not you're not landing the plane and going back in the hangar. You're getting that gas refill in the air. It's like Air Force One. You're getting yeah. You got you got the refuel tanker and they're they're popping it down and you're filling up right there. You're not you're not landing the plane. It's just getting you to the, it's just getting you until the next point where you need another refill. So how good is this team if it is the revolving veterans with Devontae Adams without any of the free agents without any of the the premium draft picks this year, but with Devontae Adams? Oh, Super Bowl contender. Out of like four or five teams, like they're in that group. Yeah, it's the 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 cluster you'd say so is Chiefs, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo. You have to put Tennessee in there. I mean, they were a number one seed even though without Derrick Henry for a while. Putting the Chargers in there. They got to prove themselves. Okay, so they they're not in there. Not yet. The Broncos would be ahead of the Chargers. So in the AFC, and I agree with that. In the AFC, they're one of four contenders. One of they're they're one of the top four. Yes, Did you put the Ravens in there. I think they're they're kind of in the Chargers category, but I think they're better positioned to get back 
just because but just because of the experience that they have. The problem with the Chargers is this crew with Justin Herbert, Brandon Staley, they haven't they haven't done it yet. Yep. They have they haven't done it. At least the Ravens have gone have had a number one seed. At least the Ravens have won a have have won a playoff game with this core, this quarterback. The the Chargers haven't done it yet. So you'd you'd have to say if, if one kind of jumps up and joins that group, it is the Chargers. But you have to say the Bengals are there. And the Bengals should get better. They have forty eight million in cap space. Whew. Now they're probably going to spend a good chunk of that on the offensive line, mm-hmm. as they should, and they'll probably spend their first round pick there too. But the Bengals should, believe it or not, the Bengals should be better next year than this year. Yeah, the, the absolutely. Bang, the, the the Bills, I think, that's going to be a question of how good is Ken Dorsey calling the plays. We know he's a very good quarterback coach. Now he's stepping up into the big chair, calling the plays for Josh Allen. If he does well, the Bills will do well. The Chiefs. They're not going away. They're not, not, no matter how anyone much anyone wants to believe that. And the Titans, even though Ryan Tannehill is scattershot, they will get if they get Derrick Henry Henry for a full season. Again and again, they were good. Derrick Henry without half the season without him, and they still got the number one seed. So you have to put them in the mix as well as a contender. Even though when you look at how these teams are in the playoffs and what they have. I think we kind of saw it in that game in Nashville that the team with a great quarterback is probably going to have just enough to edge past to, to edge past the Titans, kind of like the Chiefs did in the AFC Championship game a couple of years back against the Titans. You put them in that mix, but I think you'd say the Broncos, with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and maybe MVS as well, probably have a better shot, even with the potential for a roster that has some holes and the potential for a defense that, frankly, I think... If Aaron Rodgers comes in, I think you have to expect this defense is probably going to be average. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's totally okay if you have an elite we've, offense and an average we've defense. We've lived with the good to great defense and the bad offense, okay? I think if this defense comes back to mid-tier but you fix the offense, I don't think anybody's complaining. And that also is that's the equation with which you can win today. You don't have to have a great defense. You do have to have a, a decent to good defense. Mm-hmm. The Bengals have a good defense, not yep. a great defense, but it's good. Yep. The Rams have a very good defense, a lot of talent on that side of the ball. The Chiefs had a good defense when they won down the stretch in that season when they won the Super Bowl, and even when they got there and lost. The Bucks had a good enough defense. That's all you're asking. Good enough. Yep, yep, exactly. And so the Broncos will be a top four team in the AFC. And the NFC, I mean, who's even contending at that point? The Rams are obviously a contender since they're there right now. Um, Where's Russell Wilson? Let's say he's with them. Uh, with, with Seattle? With, with Seattle. Then I don't even know if I could put them in there because look where they were this year. Yeah, and they also went down to L.A. and uh, nearly beat the Rams in the fourth quarter, they did with Wilson still not a hundred, not not back a hundred percent. Seattle and, and again, this is we talked about it earlier with Russell Wilson. If Seattle gets their wits about him, they have to they, they have to understand there's a path for them, and the bet and it just involves building around Russ. Yep. Get just the next next two or three years. We there's there's no one else. And if Aaron Rodgers is out of the NFC, who's in the way? Now there no are there. There is some speculation, if you believe Scott Zolak, longtime Patriots color analyst and someone who knows Tom Brady, that uh, maybe the whole Tom Brady retirement thing is him trying to get his way to San Francisco. Oh, now that would be something. 
his his boyhood team. Oh man, that would be great. And just keep I mean, keep Tom in the NFC. That's great. Anything anything mm-hmm. with that, I'm fine with. But imagine that for a moment. Imagine a div- imagine if you have an NFC just and live in the, live in this fantasy world for a second, where you have Kyler Murray if he's back with Arizona, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford in the Rams, and Tom Brady in the 49ers. I mean, you have one division that's great, and the rest is just a, yeah. a wasteland. I mean. Dallas probably Dallas probably ends up as your number one seed by default. Mm-hmm. And then what happens to them in the playoffs? They probably crap the bed like yeah. they almost always do. Yeah, like right? they always do. Yeah. Exactly. The, the NFC South is a tire fire with Tom Brady out of the mix. The Bucks are probably still the most talented team in that division, and they're certainly the best coach team in that division. That, that would eke their way to 10 wins. Shoot, in this... In this wasteland of a conference, if Aaron Rodgers is not with the Packers, Green Bay might still win the North. Yeah, with which is crazy. With insert bridge quarterback here, if Jordan Love isn't ready. Oof, man, that would be that would be something. And the Broncos would be competing with the Chiefs for the AFC West. Mace, you got the shades on. And speaking of shades, our friends over at Light Shade Dispensary are hooking you up with twenty five percent off if you visit one of their ten stores in the Denver metro area. You'll get hooked up with a twenty five percent off. Off by using the code DNVR. You can also use that code over at Light Shade Dispensary on their website, and you'll get 25% off as well. And they are featuring Ripple, which is a fast-acting dissolvable, and it's cl- clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy. It starts absorbing within 10 minutes, so you can count on a consistent experience. So you got to check out Ripple over at Light Shade Dispensary. And whether you're a connoisseur or a casual consumer, you will be able to get anything you want over at Light Shade Dispensary. So check them out. There are 10 locations in the Denver metro area and use the code DNVR whether you're in one of their stores or online for 25% off. We've been telling you about the jobs open at Ball. There are they're looking for production technicians. Of course, we had a listener to the DNVR Nuggets podcast who just got hired. Yes. By Ball is joining the team over at Ball, joining the team that your aunt Julie is on. Of course, people are what make Ball special. People at every level come in to work each day at Ball and give 100% to accomplish the goals. And they are looking for more production technicians who represent the front line in their can making operations. They you'll get $27.39 per hour to start if you join Ball as a production tech. You've got the potential for wage increases. That's 6, 12, 18 months off the job. You get exposed to other manufacturing opportunities. You're involved with can making. Of course, if I had my aluminum can here, I would show you a beautiful aluminum beverage can made over by our friends at Ball at their plant in golden if you're production tech you've got the chance to move up you can become a maintainer which is the next step up on the front on the assembly lines employees that start out as production techs have also moved into operations and management it's a full-time role with role with benefits you get insurance active on the day of hire 401k for retirement stock ownership program and the potential for an annual bonus so if you want to get in on a company that is involved in high-tech manufacturing and is a great place to work then text golden to 77222 and you'll be linked to open positions at ball you can also go directly at jobs.ball.com and search for golden that's jobs.ball.com and search for golden or text golden to 77222 to be unstoppable 
at ball. And let's jump into the comment section and talk to the people. But first, do we have any no super chats? So let's jump into the comment section. And first one coming in today from Lou Drock says, gents, next Broncos quarterback, you have to pick one. Trade packages are relatively even. Let's hope uh, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray's on here. He says, Matt Ryan, that's not one of them. Baker, that's not one of them. Daniel Jones, it's not one of them. And Jimmy G, uh-oh. Go, cheers, Charlie. Okay, you want to rank them one to four Let's here? Let's do it. All right. Baker number one. Okay. Baker Mayfield number one. I agree with that. Matt Ryan number two. Oh, boy. He's still pretty good. I've, this just feels so much like a Joe Flacco thing. It feels oh, like we're relying a, on three years ago. He's a lot better than Flacco was coming in, though. I think he's better, but how much better? Matt he, Matt Ryan is still a top half of the league quarterback. Joe Flacco got Ooh. benched. I don't know, Mace. 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That's Teddy. Did you look at the team around him last he, year? Yeah. Kyle Pitts and what else? Yeah, that's great. Quarterbacks right. are are able to to lift people around them, though. I think, and I know he didn't have Calvin Ridley for most of the season. He didn't as have well. Calvin Ridley. He didn't have Julio Jones. Of course, they traded. I think Matt Ryan's he's pretty good, but not great. Would he be Would he be better than you've had? Yes. But the key is don't view him as a long term guy. So, but but that that that's the thing. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be a long term quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is strictly a one-year guy. I would go with Jones because he's cheaper. So my order is Mayfield, Ryan, Jones, Garoppolo there at the bottom. Man, I just hate this so much. Uh, I'm going Daniel Jones, number two. And and the reason for that is Mesa, one of your favorite words, Uh, cost-controlled. All of these quarterbacks are kind of grouped together to me. You're going to be paying Matt Ryan a ton of money. You're going to be paying Jimmy G a ton of money. At least you're not paying Daniel Jones a ton of money. He has more upside than other those those other two guys but uh, upside doesn't mean much in this conversation to me because I don't think he has that much upside but I mean there's just there, there's a huge gap here who wins uh, a competition between, between and Jones and Locke uh in training camp yes Jones Daniel Jones does. okay yeah I do do you agree I think Drew Locke wins it. Oh, man. And people think I hate Drew Locke. <laughs> think, uh, I think Drew Locke's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. I just don't think much of Daniel Jones at this point. That would be quite a competition. And mm-hmm. then and then I'll yeah, go with... If uh, a Locke-Jones competition, I think, would have people reaching for the Maylocks. Oh, yes. It absolutely would. Yeah. At uh, least with Matt Ryan and Baker Mayfield, you're saying, okay, they're starting. Right. Right. Um Yes. Can we agree we don't want a competition this summer? No, you don't. You, like, you want a guy. Like even look, even if they they don't get Aaron Rodgers, and they, if they draft Kenny Pickett, you know what? I'm fine handing the keys to Kenny Pickett and saying, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna grow with you. That's it. We're gonna swim, We identified you as our guy. We identified you as our guy in part because of your uh, of your intelligence, in part because of your." Un- unflappable style. So just go out there and take your lumps. Fair. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to go Baker, Daniel Jones, mm-hmm. Jimmy G, Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan has so much dead money and a huge cap. So, I mean, they, they can't even trade him It's anyways. not a tradable contract. It, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah, exactly. if we're in an ideal world, 
then fine. But that that contract is difficult to trade, but that's the Falcons' problem. Hey to your peers. Hey, guys. Love the back and forth on the Kyler drama. Well, you probably loved our back and forth today on Rodgers then. <laughs> I'm 100% with you on Kyler in terms of the sheer talent and on-field capability. And it's tough for me to think anyone could actually refute that. He's smooth as butter most of the time out there. My potential issue that I have is his attitude. I was a year ahead of him at A&M when he was there, albeit as an 18-year-old freshman, I get it. And I don't feel like his public attitude and leadership, at least what he's shown to us as spectators, is much different than it was seven or eight years ago when we were college kids. Is this something worth worrying over if a move is made for him, or could it maybe be chalked up to organizational stress in Arizona and Kevin Sumlin's A&M for that matter? Ha ha. Would love y'all's thoughts on the intangibles for Kyler versus the other Plan A quarterbacks. Mace, I want to tie this into another comment that we got today coming in from Coach Tobin who says, unpopular opinion, no to Kyler Murray. Watching him toward the end of the season seems to check out mentally when things aren't going his way. He also has leadership concerns dating back to his high school days here in Texas. Coaches that I know that were on Allen's staff said he was a problem to coach. It was like there was the team, then Kyler. He's got all the talent, but mentally he just seems to check out my two cents. Kind of two comments coming in about this same thing. How much does it concern you? Not that much. Uh, You know who else sometimes gets frustrated and shows it and can be perceived as not the greatest team guy in the world? Aaron Rodgers? Right. (laughs) Mm. Yep, yep. Um, And I am not going to discount either of these comments in terms of saying that they they aren't true. I think that, yeah, both of these people pointed out legitimate times where you could point to a a lack of leadership. I don't like saying this, but if you're a good quarterback, you can get away and you can overcome Mm -hmm. those things and you have to overlook those things sometimes. Do I think Kyler is an ideal quarterback? No, I, I don't. Do I think Aaron Rodgers is an ideal quarterback in terms of everything he brings? No, I don't. But these guys provide such a boost at the most important position of sports. And these things that, that Hadier Pierce and Coach Tobin points out could come back to bite the Broncos or the next team Kyler's on if he does change teams or stays with, uh, with, with the Cardinals. But you know what? It's probably going to be in the playoffs. It's probably going to be after a winning season, and that's just something that the Broncos are so desperate for. I mean, the thing is, like, you know, for some, it's the perception of checking out. Uh, for, like, like Peyton Manning, it's, you know, you could see him getting angry with teammates at times, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, who can forget the audio clip? Pardon the language. God damn it, Donald! Wow. Against when Donald Brown missed, uh, missed an assignment. I mean, frankly... <laughs> With greatness comes some degree of prickliness or, like, difficulty. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep, yep. Okay. I mean, th- th- is there a quarterback who was a great quarterback and was just kind of everyone loved him? Probably like a Joe Montana, perhaps, right? Right, but right. The, John Elway was John a dude Elway. that everyone loved. He was a dude that everyone loved. But, you know, but, but to your point, Tom Brady great, can be really tough to work with. Peyton Manning was tough to work with. Greatness sometimes, or, or maybe it's like kind of an artistic thing. Genius in some form some, can often come with some issues, some that, that make things difficult in terms of their interaction with others at times. Yeah. Doesn't mean they can't be great for you, though. Right. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and in fact, I th- in fact, if if somebody has that, then I think it, it actually is a little bit of an attribute. I mean, we haven't heard any difficulty about uh, Joe Burrow, but you know, he's a great quarterback. I'm sh- I'm sure that he's that uh, he he's going to ask a lot of guys, and it's going to frustrate some guys. 
over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. that's okay. Yep. It's okay. Yep, it is okay. Next one coming in from Broncos502. As a Broncos fan living in Louisville, where we have Skyline Chili from Cincinnati, it's gross. Oh. Noodles don't belong in spaghetti mace. Oh. I think he meant chili doesn't belong in spaghetti mace. I was at the great Louisville heist when UNC and the refs stole that win last week. I've never heard the yum boo so loud. You know, something that was really interesting is that as Carolina got it on the other end, Yesterday against Clemson, they after Louisville got the gift, te- got assessed the technical fouls that were a gift to Carol Carolina, and that led to UNC winning in overtime. A week later, play down at Cle- down at Clemson, and you've got these fan, you've got a terrible technical foul call against Carolina. It's almost like these ACC referees are trying to make up. For somebody getting a gift by saying, okay, we're going to have it equally bad go against you a week later. That's not how you solve the problem here, people. <laughs> oh, it, it was it was just nuts. But it was kind of, I, I felt like it was a little bit of, uh, at least from North Carolina's perspective, getting the benefit one week, getting hosed seven days later, a little bit of, of evening things out, karmically speaking. I know 502, you're a huge CARDS fan and... Uh, Hopefully you'll get some karmic evening out thing uh, on things later. It's been a been a rough go from Louisville. They got an interim coach right now. It's frust- frustrating season. It's been a frustrating, been a kind of a uh, kind of a strange few years for the Louisville Cardinal basketball program. <laughs> but I digress. He anyway. goes on and says, "Love the hack at hire. Finally, some hope in the coaching staff. I don't see his energy slowing down anytime soon. Can't wait to see Rogers in orange and blue." I guess five hundred two is saying that the will see means he's coming to Denver. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Next one from Co- or from uh, Nathaniel Thicket says Peep Shelby Harris wearing a DNVR shirt on the gram. Did he pick that out when he was here? I think so. Okay. I think yeah. he did. He got yeah, some yeah. Uh, merch when you come by the DNVR bar. Yeah. You get hooked up, and uh, we love seeing Shelby wearing the DNVR logo. That was pretty cool. That's nice. Pretty cool. Thanks for pointing that out, Nathaniel Thicket. If you want to see it, you can either go to Shelby Harris's Instagram, or if you don't have Instagram, you can check out the DNVR Broncos Twitter where we've got that. Maybe we even pull it up live on this show right now. Yeah. Next one from Melbourne Broncos says, Hi, guys. Of the three quarterbacks spoken about, Rodgers, Wilson, and Murray, if you were to substitute any of the three into our offense this season, the answer is pretty clear. Rodgers gets us 1,000 extra yards, 19 more touchdowns, maybe five more wins. Maybe Murray if he didn't get injured, but Wilson is a spent force. No real difference from Teddy. Cheers. Wow, shots fired at Teddy Bridgewater. That is a hot take. Yes, I mean, oh, we need the screaming sound effect from uh, from "Won't Get Fooled Again" by the Who back in the day from the seven sixty days because that is, that is a hot and spicy take. And I think as Wilson heals up and gets back to normal, I think with all respect, Melbourne Bronco, that sentiment's going to be incorrect. Yeah, and <laughs> and it, I I do agree that after his injury, there wasn't much of a difference in some games between him and Teddy, but. I think that was mm-hmm. him really just struggling coming back from injury. I don't think that's where he's going to go. I think he's going to take significant steps in the future, and maybe it's with the Broncos. Maybe it's still with Seattle, and mm-hmm. he makes Seattle a Super Bowl contender again. Yep, yep. Mike1809 says, No football comment today, but I had to chime in on the Cincinnati Chili's discussion from yesterday's pod. I'm a Colorado native and went to school about an hour from Cincinnati in Oxford, Ohio. Miami University, I guess. 
where I encountered Cincinnati chili for the first time. Because I'm from Colorado and grew up eating great chili, I refused to eat anything called chili from Cincinnati for my first few years in college. Then I started dating a girl from the area, and she loves Skyline chili. Maybe go with her. Skyline chili on Coney's is actually awesome. It's not what I would classify as chili, but it's pretty darn tasty. Just stick with Skyline. Not that nasty stuff from Gold Star. Mace, I'd love to try yours and see how it stacks up. All that to say, go Bengals. I like the go Bengals. <laughs> By the way, I agree. Skyline is much better than Gold Star. Like Gold Star is what they serve at um, Paul Brown Stadium. Okay. Yeah. Not as good as Skyline at no. all. No, not good. And uh, I, I'm guessing that Gold Star is what they have in the press box in Cincinnati because at halftime they have kind of a chili spread. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's fine, but it's not, it's not as good. Give me Skyline all day. Yeah, I mean, Shelby's wearing the Skyline Chilies of T-shirts in this photo. You get to see the DNVR yep. as he's holding his kids. Awesome. We love you, Shelby. And, yeah. and Mace, uh, I, I can get behind any type of chili on a Coney. I can do that for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Antonio Acosta, just heard Doug Marone is not coming to Denver with, with Nathaniel Hackett being another first-time head coach. I always wonder if it's a good thing I have a previous head coach on the staff. Looks like that may not happen here unless someone else I hadn't heard is in the works. But then again, how'd that do for Vance Joseph, Mike McCoy, or Vic Fangio, Munchak, and Shermer? Thoughts on this, and does it help? And it's a good point, Antonio, is that the Broncos had a lot of head coaching experience on the past staffs, and it hasn't helped. I, I still think that it's nice to have that experience around in case you need it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't think Vic was a guy who was going to go up to Mike Munchak and ask for help on what to do. Vic had been around the game for so long. Now, Nathaniel Hackett's been around the game for so long, but I think he'd be more so of a guy to ask for help. And another big blow is it looks like the Broncos aren't going to be able to get John Embry. Mm-hmm. And he was a guy where he doesn't have NFL head coaching experience. He was the assistant to a very good coach in Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. He was the assistant head coach there. Uh, he was also a head coach in the college ranks although it didn't work out uh that's still some experience there but it looks like he's going to sign with the Miami Dolphins right gonna work for Mike McDaniel with whom he worked in uh in San Francisco of course and one thing that maybe we kind of have to look at here is even though this particular former coach does not have NFL head coaching experience has plenty of NFL coordinator experience and college head coaching experience and that is Nathaniel's dad Paul Hackett and is it a case where when he wants some advice on things involving being a head coach, he's simply going to lean on his dad? Potentially. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't think it's that big of a deal yeah. that the Broncos aren't going to have this. I think it'd be a nice bonus to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Nathaniel Hackett was every day needing, needing to go into Mike Munchek's office and ask him for help, Probably means things aren't going very well. Exactly. And Mace, last one coming in from Bronco and SF says, Zach got a lot of move last week, and this week I think it's Mace's turn. Mace, I loved watching your coverage and career over the last decade in Denver. From your time with the team to the freedom I feel like you found at DNVR, you are truly one of the best in the biz. I appreciate your authenticity, empathy for others, and passion. Keep doing you, Mace. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Very cool nice. comment. And we have two super chats coming in at the buzzer. Let's hit them really quick. PowerCell99 says, trade Bowles in his $20 million salary. Denver, $60 million under cap. Let get a left tackle at nine. Trade twenty twenty three first and second and second round picks to get Rogers signed Devonte and Vaughn. Pro sell ninety nine. I mean, you're just drawing it up a perfect situation right there. 
Unfortunately, I think to get Aaron, you probably have to trade number nine this year. Yeah, there's another thing also coming into play here is getting Vaughn back well and good, but uh, you're going to start putting things on credit cards to make it all work. Would you do that if it meant uh, getting all this talent? Yeah. Yeah, I would too. If you accept that... uh, when all is said and done, you're going to have a bill to pay, but that's probably that's probably where this is going here. Totally fine for me. And last one coming in from Jacob says, trade Hamler, Judy Fant, and two first-round picks for Rodgers and Adams. Then pick up Olave in the first. What do you guys think? Did he just say you're trading two first-round picks? Yeah, so you're probably not getting uh, Olave from Ohio State. Unless, you, unless you're trading up for, you're taking your two twos and making that a first-round pick, but even then you're not getting him at the end of the first round. And for Adams, you actually wouldn't have to trade for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would be just picking him up in free agency. Well, or the, the other thing that could come into play is a sign-in trade. That could happen. You don't see that happen too much in the NFL. Yeah, a, sign, a sign-in trade, which would mean that Green Bay would get more than they would in terms of the third-round comp pick if he just walked in free agency. Right, right, so. exactly. Man, I've loved this conversation. Mace, thanks for riding with us. We're tagging trade, I'm all sorry. all for rolling with us today. We really appreciate all the live viewers. If you tuned in live, please hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. Subscribe and turn on alerts. That means a lot to us. And for all of you rolling with us, it means a lot to us that you do this on every single day. So we'll come back tomorrow with another great conversation. Thank you all so much for rolling with us. Have a wonderful Wednesday. Country drive. Understand that you need some time. I know some landmarks we used to hit. We're flying cotton.